Papa Joe podcast. It is Thursday, March the 3rd, and wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace and God's life and God's beauty and God's goodness today. Thanks for being with me and breaking open more of God's word as we continue on day number two of this 40-day retreat called Lent. Hey, before we start, I just have to tell you this. So Tuesday, uh, on Shrove Tuesday slash Fat Tuesday, when we, uh, we had that pod, after I posted it, I realized that was the 500th episode of Cup of Joe. And, and I just want to say thank you for being part of that because I didn't know whether I would make it a week or two and say, gosh, nobody wants to hear this. This is, you know, something I can't be doing. And here I am two years later. And uh, so grateful for those who uh, break open God's word with me. Gosh, without you being there, this, this would be simply, you know, navel gazing or something that I do for myself. And, and as long as it's life giving uh, to, to some people out there, I, I hope to keep doing it. And we'll We'll see how that goes and how long that goes. I don't know the answer to that, but but I just want to say thank you. Hey, let's break open God's Word to get today. Um, you know, during Lent, we're just going to be hopping around the Gospels because those who chose the uh, cycle for the lectionary had uh, deeper thoughts than I sure do. So we're going to see a lot of Lenten themes in there, and we sure do today. Today is Luke chapter 9. Verses 22 to 25, okay? I'm first going to read the translation out of the USCCB website. So that's the the New American. But then I'm going to read the last part of it out of the message just to hear it from two different angles because it's so good, okay? Let's hear God's word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, The Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Then he said to all, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for my sake will save it. What profit is there for one to gain the whole world, yet lose or forfeit themselves? My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if memory serves, we had this same gospel in Mark's version, which makes sense. They're synoptic gospels, so I'm sure that uh, Luke probably took it straight out of uh, out of Mark. But... Uh, we, we heard that uh, so just recently. So I don't have a lot to add to what I, what I said then, but that never stopped me from talking before, so why would it stop me today? A couple of things I want to point out. The first is Jesus said to his disciples, okay? So again, this is a, a tool, a literary tool that, that Luke is going to use and, and uses a lot, not just Luke, all the gospel writers. But here Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He says this, The Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Now, they didn't know what that meant. And they didn't hear the raised part as much as 
all of our dreams, all of our hopes, all of these reasons that we've been following him, because we do believe him to be the Messiah. We believe him to be the one who was to come and, and regain the lost kingdom of Israel, to set it back up, kick the Romans out, do all those things. All those agendas, all those hopes, they're dashed in this one saying. Again, they're, they're focused on the Son of Man. They know who that means. That, that, that refers to Jesus referring to himself. Must suffer greatly and be rejected and ultimately be killed. And so their hopes die with him. But interestingly enough, then it says, then Jesus said to all. So again, that's the literary tool. Then Luke is saying, are you getting it? Because, yep, you're a disciple. Right now he's talking to the, to the inner circle, but now he's talking to everybody. Meaning you, reader, who are reading this, sit up, because these are his words to you. If anyone wishes to come after me, they must deny themselves. Take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for my sake will save it. What is one profit to gain the whole world, yet lose their very self? Now, I want to read this out of the message, too. Again, this is going to sound familiar because I read this version. Uh, I want to say it was last week or so. But it's just so good. And so here's what it says here. Anyone who intends to come after, excuse me, anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way my way to finding yourself, your true self. What good would it do to get everything you want and lose you, the real you? Isn't that good? I mean, again, my friends, what, what Jesus is saying, and I love Peterson's translation, is Jesus is saying, if we're going to follow after him, if we are going to be these disciples, we do have to let him lead. And, and we know that that road is going to take us at some level into suffering, not because our God is masochistic, not because he, he wants to test us and see how much we can take. I don't think any of that, at least in my life, that doesn't make sense to me. But what I do think it means is saying, listen, you're a human being. And by the very nature of us loving others, by, by loving creation, by being this community of, of, um, of unity, right? By being this um, in, in relation, we're going, to, we're going to suffer and hurt because by its very nature, um, that togetherness, it, it has to end at some point. Not because... People get angry or, or decide, I'm out of here. But, but just by loss, by whatever it is. You know, when, when the divorce is filed for or when uh, a friend moves away or when um, something is thrown in the midst of a community that divides it or when 
a friend and loved one dies. By being human, suffering is a part of it. And Jesus is saying, listen, my friends, we can't avoid it. But here's what I know, that your real self, your true self is on the other side of that. That, that as I've mentioned before, resurrection is different than resuscitation, right? Resuscitation would go into the grave. Lazarus was resuscitated. The, the daughter of Jairus was resuscitated. They went into death. Jesus raised them back up, but they, they were their, their, their same selves. But Jesus resurrected. Jesus went through death and was somebody entirely new on the other side because of that. He didn't even look the same, right? And that's what he's inviting us to, to not just go into suffering and come back, but allow it to have that effect on us that makes us new. Now, my friends, I can sit here and tell you that, that I, I know this is true, and I do, but I've said it before, uh, when I enter into this, I need you, uh, because that's the beauty of community. I need you to remind me that um, that valley of darkness, we don't stay in there. Praise God. But that he, God, walks us out. Uh, and how does he often do that? Uh, God walks us out with your face and my face as we walk together um, to become somebody new on the other side of it. I'm going to read something from um, Richard Rohr. Now, these are Rohr's words. I, I read them this morning. I, I mentioned before that I get something from uh, a daily meditation from his Center of Action and Contemplation. And just coincidentally enough, this paragraph was part of today's meditation. And it's, it's taken from the idea of Merton and the false self. So just know he's going to be talking about that. But really, this, this is it, what Rohr is going to say here. This is what we have to die to brothers and sisters. We don't, I mean, it, it's, it's dying to that false image of who we think we are. So again, let me read this paragraph to you. And it says this. Our false self, which we might also call our small self, is our launching pad, our body image, our job, our education, our clothes, our money, our car, our sexual identity, our success, and so on. These are the trappings of ego that we all use to get us through an ordinary day. They are nice enough, they are a nice enough platform to stand on, but they are largely a projection of our self-image and our attachment to it. None of them will last. When we are able to move beyond our false self at the right time, and in the right way, it will feel precisely as if we have lost nothing. In fact, it will feel like freedom and liberation. When we are connected to the whole, we no longer need to protect or defend the mere part. We are now connected to something inexhaustible. Brothers and sisters, remember that reading that we had Gosh, I think it was out of James. So it had to be, what, a week ago or so, where Jesus, or, or excuse me, James reminded us, we are but a puff of smoke. I've said before, our lives are not about us. 
Our lives are about God's spirit and presence working through and with us to help build the kingdom of God. And to the extent, my friends, and again, this is a human thing. There is no shame and no finger pointing coming from from this author here. But to the extent, my friends, that we protect ourselves and surround ourselves with these different images of who we are, that I am father or husband or son or brother or minister or, um, you know, whatever else uh, that I might say. And they may be, and there are dozens of them. And when I surround myself with those things, what God does is he's saying, listen, Joe, those are part. And, and Richard and Rohr and, and Merton here would say the same thing, Thomas Merton, that, that those are all part of who you are, but they're not your true self. Our true self is who we are in God. And when we lose these other things, and that's what Jesus is saying to we got to come after anyone who wishes to save their life, who wants to, to stay protected in all those small things, you're going to lose them because they, they're, they're not interminable. Um, they are not lasting. They are but vapor, a puff of smoke. All these images that we have. But he says, but when you lose those things and you fall into who you really are and what your life really is about, which is grounded in God's goodness and God's image and likeness and love, it's as if you've lost nothing. Because now we're free and we have the larger. I mean, brothers and sisters, I'm not going to stand here and say this is an easy path that our God invites us down today. But I am going to say um, that I know it's, it's the, the correct path, the truthful path, the real path that helps us find who we truly are. Now, I'm going to go to the first reading. And I won't do this, I'm sure, all of Lent. But when the readings are this good, I will. And I'm going to go to the first reading. And I think what this says, it's out of Deuteronomy now, okay? Uh, and Deuteronomy is just when the, uh, the, the community, it's, it's a retelling. I mean, really, that's what Deuteronomy means, second telling. It's, it's a remembering of who they are, whose they are, uh, what their mission is. Those are good things for us to remember, too, to remember who we are, whose we are, and what our mission is in life. Uh, Bishop Skelba, Bishop Dick Skelba, down in, in Milwaukee, he was an associate bishop, I think. Uh, marvelous, marvelous man, by the way, and brilliant man. Um, he said one, at one point, we become what we choose to remember. I love that line. You'll probably hear me use it a whole lot more. We become what we choose to remember. And, and Deuteronomy was the Jewish, the Hebrew people's way of saying, this is who we are. This is what we remember. And so we become that. We are God's chosen ones, right? So anyway, Deuteronomy is our, our first reading today. And Moses is telling them this. Now, think of it tied to what Jesus was saying there. I'm going to jump around to a couple things. It's out of Deuteronomy 30. Very famous lines. Here's what they are. Today I have set before you life and prosperity, 
death, and doom. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I enjoin in you today, loving him and walking in his ways and keeping his commandments, statutes, and decrees, you will live and grow numerous. And then I'm going to jump ahead now to the famous, even more famous part. I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Choose life then, that you and your descendants may live. Gosh, I think Merton and Rohr would say, yup, that's exactly what I'm talking about. My friends, our God, in God's wonderful goodness, and in our, the freedom God gave us, sets before us life and death, our true self and our false self, the blessing and the curse. Choose well. Choose wisely. Choose the real. And what our God invites us to is choose the real self, that true self of who we truly are in, in Christ. And know that, yes, there will be suffering. Why? Because if, if Christ was led down that path, meaning his, it wasn't that God led Christ down that path just to see how much and well he could do. It's the idea that if we are going to follow the path of love in a world that doesn't gravitate toward that, that doesn't grasp that, that doesn't hold that as the highest virtue, there is going to be suffering that, is, that, that comes with that. But our God reminds us, I've set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Choose life. You know, and Jesus in his last line says, hey, what profit is it for you to gain everything? Meaning to build up your false self and build it up to the best of anybody who's ever done it. But then you lose your very being. You lose who you really are. You lose your ground. You've forgotten who you are. We are what we choose to remember. And who we are, my friends, and whose we are, is grounded in our God. Let's pray. We begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth sorrowful mystery. Appropriately enough, Jesus carries his cross. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you, and uh, have a wonderful Thursday. And I look forward to us breaking open more of God's Word tomorrow. God's peace.